Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ferocious Compassion. This week, I'm interviewing Alexa Fisher of Wishbeads for our 10th episode. Alexa is an actress, coach, author, and motivational speaker whose work helps people go after their dreams, build their confidence, and break free from fear. Using online courses, private coaching, and her goal-setting jewelry line, Alexa's work has reached tens of thousands of people. She's shared her techniques with future leaders at the Girls Athletic Leadership School and works with companies like Trader Joe's, Sony, Google, PepsiCo, and IBM. Her wish beads jewelry is carried in boutiques around the world and has been worn by celebrities, friends, and folks young and old. I know you're going to love this interview. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Ferocious Compassion, Alexa. Hello. I'm so delighted to be here. Me too. I mean, it's just, I've been thinking about you, your message, what you're putting out into the world, especially toward the end of the year. It just feels to me like you're so aligned with sort of like the cosmic energy right now. Oh, thank you. I will take that as the astral stamp of approval. Thank you. (laughs) And I know that one of your main sort of essences of what you're teaching to people has to do with how we tap into our own light. So I don't want to waste any time. Like I want to dive right into that and find out. Let's go. Let's let, tell me about your message and like how you came to this. Absolutely. Well, I have always had this love of people. And somehow in my my little life path drew me to acting, which is really about the discovery of the human soul and then putting that into your own thoughts and actions in terms of character. So I went to um, undergraduate and studied acting. I went to graduate school and studied acting, did tons of theater, and then found myself uh, in a play, ironically, in Los Angeles at one of the biggest theaters in L.A., And I met, I was working with John Spencer, who at the time was in the West Wing. So there was like lots of celebs in the green room. And and, um, I met all my LA agents out there and they're like, silly girl, like, don't be based in New York. You should come and work in LA. So life quickly brought me to the world of TV and film and commercials and all the sort of like LA scene. And an interesting thing happened along the way. The more that I worked, the more that I saw inside the industry. And you know, you hear about that like light, like someone who lights up a room or that star power. And there was fundamentally something that really bugged me about the secret of this industry was that people outside of the industry would often put themselves down comparing themselves to the celebrities they saw on People Magazine or in film and TV. And I know that when you're in the makeup trailer and the celebrity walks in and sits down next to you, girl, they look literally <laughs> just like anybody you'd see in CVS. Yes. I don't know why it's, it's so true. And I don't know why we don't just know that, right? You have to know that. Yeah. You have to know that. Yeah. They literally look like anybody. And then suddenly the team comes and does the hair and the this and the zhuzh and the huh and the wardrobe and the bee ba da ba And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I recognize that person from TV now that I'm working with them. Like sometimes I didn't even recognize them until they got the face on. Okay. But it wasn't just that. I thought, so what is it? Why do we have this culture that makes us feel that we are less than 
And then you're perpetually living in this kind of like lack mentality or insecure mentality that is never good enough. Now, this has been exacerbated since you have Instagram and social media and people are like curating their looks and their lives or pretending that they're living, you know, in this jet set life or this fancy apartment where literally in Los Angeles, those places are for rent by the hour. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of mythology here. So as I was acting, and the more time I was acting on, on the outside, it seemed very successful, the resume was building. I also was acutely aware that I had a pain in my heart for the myth, the myth that everyday people weren't as awesome and lit up as the celebrities they so admired and envied. So I started noodling this idea. And it's funny because before we hit record, you were asking me about the TV show Bones. And I said, I owe a debt of gratitude to that show. So wait, so wait, you were on that show, like what years, if we want to go back and watch, where can we Oh my God. I have no idea what year. I have no idea (laughs) what year. I don't know. Okay. The 2000s. I don't know. That's what I love about you, Alexa. You don't know. You don't really care. Can I tell you a funny story? Okay. This is side (laughs) note, funny story. This is a funny story. So I was meeting, I was meeting with a huge department store actually about wish beads, which is my other company, which we'll talk about. But I was meeting with them and we were sitting down like to the meeting with like the main person and the assistant and whatever. And she's like, we looked you up and we saw that you were a professional actress. And in fact, you were just, I didn't realize you were in this um, horror movie called Viral. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. I have never done a horror movie. Like I don't even like horror movies. I have not been in a horror movie. And she's like, I'm pretty sure it was you, like it's your picture in the, and I was like, no way. So we pull up IMDB, which is sort of the internet movie yes. database. And sure enough, it's my face and this, this movie called Viral. And I looked at the cast and I went, oh my God, I did do that movie. <laughs> I didn't even remember. Now, admittedly, low budge, didn't have a big, didn't, didn't have a huge part. You know, I mean, it was enough to be listed or whatever, but And I had shot it. And sometimes it takes a while for movies to come out. And in the meantime, like I'd launched another business and I totally forgot about it. So yes, it's a little bit to a fault. My agents thought maybe I didn't have enough hustle in me, but didn't even know. Didn't remember. Anyway, so I'm on the TV show Bones. I'm a guest star. I'm playing a lawyer and something bad happens to my character. And at some point, it's like 15 hours into the shoot. I'm laying on the disgusting floor where we were filming in the LA Times building, which they have floors that are literally just for shooting. And I have fake blood coming out of my mouth. And I literally had the most panicked moment where I was like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Because I am a very strategic person. Like I both, I love the craft of acting. I love creativity. I'm very creative, but I'm also like a business person. And that industry, there's so much sitting around And if there's one thing I don't like is to waste time. I think time is precious. So even though I'd be on set and I'd be talking to the director, the the tech people, I'd be meeting people, I'd be doing, I'd try to make the most out of my time. I still felt like, oh my God, my life cannot be sitting on sets for hours and hours and hours. And like life is happening outside and I'm stuck in some studio and I panicked and I was sitting there waiting for the lights, waiting for the sound, waiting for the other actors. And I said, oh God, like universe, like, please give me a sign because I don't think this is what I'm meant to be doing with the rest of my life. And I, and I panicked because like I had gone to top schools. I had great agents. Like I didn't really have, like I hadn't really been working on a plan B. So 
the universe listens when you ask. Yeah, you were having a straight up epiphany. Oh, it's a total epiphany. Mm -hmm. And and there's a picture of this because it's a real scene that happened on TV. So I have like a still. Yeah. Fake blood, the whole thing. I got the whole thing. I'll send it to you if you want. But I want to see that. Oh, you'll see it. Yeah. Don't be alarmed. It's me like bloody. Um, But what was beautiful was like a day and a half later, I'm driving the car and a good friend of mine calls me up out of the blue and said, Alexa, I'm doing this new business endeavor and I have a high profile client. She needs a media trainer. Somebody, because she's leading a huge event, like 500 people, needs some coaching to be really confident on stage. And like, I just think you'd be perfect for this. And I kid you not, I didn't even hesitate. There wasn't a moment of hesitation. I was like, yep, I can give the skills that I have as a performer and as a person Mm -hmm. and empower somebody else with those skills to reconnect with their inner light. Mm -hmm. And that started my second chapter of my career. And while I was still acting, I was coaching, I built online courses, I created this system that I call radiating confidence, unlocking your thousand watt presence. This idea that everybody is born with the same amount of light, everybody. And we're born this way and then life is difficult. So we slowly, slowly block that light with fear and insecurity and hesitation and doubt and messages and who knows, life. Exactly. And that our journey is really about coming home to ourselves and reconnecting with that light. And we can find our own path in that, our own way to play and shine and overcome fear and, um, and become these embodied, like live your life's purpose or find joy, be in service, all the good stuff. Like mm-hmm. put in a giant bucket, all the good stuff. We have that inside of ourselves. And it's natural. It's natural. And, and like you I love how you say, it's just a, it's a matter of remembering and we need so much help remembering. We sure do. Yeah. And this, this, uh, during this time, you know, we're recording this um, towards the end of 2020, but earlier this year, I had the absolute pleasure of connecting with one of my students. So I have about a dozen courses and I'm, it's kind of crazy, but I have about a hundred and some 15,000 people around the world who've taken my classes. And this one guy reached out to me on Instagram. So every morning I go live on Instagram under wishfeeds, wishfeeds.official. And he contacted me through Instagram, but he started to share his story. And he said, I'm one of your students from India. And I actually just, re- just tomorrow where I'm releasing my podcast interview with him. But he shared with me that he was really in a low place in this pandemic. The quarantine was making him crazy, super stressed. An ad popped up for one of my courses. He bought, he got it. And he said, the reason what was so different about you from other classes that I've taken is that those other classes, they tell you to look outside, like I have this methodology for you, or I have this tool that you need, or this is the magic thing that you need that you haven't had yet. And you, and he said, and you flip the entire thing around. You said, you actually already have everything you need. And all that this teaching is, is for you to just slowly, slowly remove those blocks so that you just can reconnect, reconnect to it. So that, that is what I do. So it's from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to, you know, quit your job or leave your partner, or move to India or do these drastic things. You can do those if you want to, but what you have your, what you need, what you crave is, is already inside of you. And I think that there's so much evidence that supports that. And yet I, it's interesting to me that we still, after all this time and having people like you teach what you teach and what I teach, what I teach and all the others, 
that people still don't really, they have a hard time getting that lesson. That, but you know why? I think. Yeah. Because it's so much easier to blame other people. Yeah. It's, it's something beyond our control because yeah. if we really acknowledge that it's up to us, then you're making a commitment to yourself. You're, so, you're, you actually have no one to blame anymore, not your parents, your childhood, your partner, your finances or anything. It's actually only up to you. And that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, that's a, that's a thing for people. That, that means you have to focus. Yeah. So how, like if someone, if someone comes to you and says, I really want to do this, how do you do it? How do you teach them how to do this? Mm. Well, when you say this, it depends on what the this is. The, so, this is this is the going inside, remembering your light, yeah, and 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 really valuing the the intrinsic value of your uniqueness from the inside out. Like, yeah, how do you do that? Well, I'll tell you. I think it's probably why the idea for wish beads came came to me, downloaded. Mm-hmm. Because in the courses that I teach, I do teach about confidence. I can teach about being confident on Zoom or camera or presenting from the stage, something very, when you say the this, it can be very specific. Like you have a goal, you have a presentation, you don't want to be panicked anymore. You want to overcome your fear of public speaking, all of that. But what's interesting about wish beads is the way that it works is it's, it's intentional jewelry, essentially, where you're invited to go through in a full experience. And that experience actually begins, it's beyond the jewelry. So let me go into it really quickly. The jewelry itself is just a I forget. I don't even know if this is a video. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, it might be. We're going to see. I'm not okay. sure, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm having a it, bad hair day. So maybe not. <laughs> you look gorgeous, girl. You and I look, look at us. We're, we're like literally like Pete and repeat blonde hair, like gray or black glasses. How, how did this happen? How did this it's happen? So cute. But essentially each piece of jewelry has a little cylinder. So in the cylinder, you're invited to take the piece of paper that little, I have little wish papers that come with every bit of jewelry and you write down a wish and you roll it up and you stash it inside your jewelry and you wear it every day to stay focused on what you want to create in your life. So instead of being habitually sucked into the narrative of stress and drama and lack and whatever, which is, boy, the narrative completely over the media and what we, you know, they want to keep us panicked. So we keep on clicking. But when you have a visible reminder of what you want, you can remember to go from that place of panic to something slightly more positive. But in addition to the jewelry itself, I, because I'm a teacher, I created a whole experience that actually begins with a guided visualization where you are invited to see a moment in time where you're living your wish. And when you talk about going back to your light, the light inside of you is that place of awe and wonder and delight Mm -hmm. The place that we would go to as kids when we would get lost in an imaginative game or when you're like with a friend and hours go by and you're in your flow. And ideally, wishing is not about obtaining things or a title or, but it's about experiencing life as if, as if everything feels just right. As if you forget all of your worries, it's just you're in that state of flow and grace. But somehow we have been wishing in a way that we don't buy it. We don't believe it. We blow out candles. We never think about the wish if we do it at all. We toss pennies. We don't think about that again. And if you don't think about it, nothing's going to happen. Or if you, you know, or let's say you're making a prayer or a wish to the universe, you just say, oh, I want to be happy. 
well, but what is what does that look like? If I was a waiter wanting to take your order and you said, I'm hungry, well, I could give you a steak if you're a vegetarian. So that's yeah. not going to satisfy your hunger. Yeah. So by seeing your wish in detail or a feeling, something specific, you are setting the pin in the map of where you want to go. And it's individual. You can't do this by reading what your wish is or my wish is. It's really about giving yourself permission to see, feel, and experience that moment. It's so powerful. And it it seems to me that what you're doing is you're basically helping people understand that they are creating their own destiny. And Uh so you're supporting them, but there's so much sort of information out there right now, I think about how are we going to solve these problems tactically? Yes. And so and my and my piece of that cuz I do a lot of work around social justice and all of this my piece of that is you showing up positive, energized, balanced, loving that you living your wish gives you the available energy to go do whatever you want to do in the world, whatever you're called to do. And that if we are wanting to see change, we literally have to be that change. We have to embody that. So I've, I, I mean, we could go into all, you know, so there's, everyone's offering a different piece of that solution. But for me, I keep going back to, this is my piece of the solution. The change this, this is going to be a silent revolution, a -hmm. revolution of the heart, a revolution Mm. that begins one individual at a time, reconnecting to that light, creating peace and love in their own minds and then in their own homes and then in their own communities. And that is how change happens not by plugging into the language of anger, despair, fear, that's always the other, the other, the other, whatever that other is for you, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's not how it begins in my, in my world. I can tell you that when I am in my state of grace, my children feel it, my husband feels it, my clients feel it, my customers feel it, my, my team members feel it. And, that's, and that has the ripple effect. And it's, so it's, yeah. You're such a, just your brilliance is so vast because here you were as an actor and then you were sort of asked just kind of almost out of the blue to be this sort of confidence coach. And then you got into that and then you had your sort of download about wish beads. And did you, when you first imagined wish beads, How did that, I mean, did you just then the next day go and make one of these or how did that? Yeah, that's, everything's a process, but I'll tell you the first moment, and it really was a download because I wasn't intentionally like, I should make a product, a physical product. I had been in the business of making digital products. And so Mm -hmm. I figured that out, you know, as an entrepreneur and, you know, and it was intimidating at times and I sort of didn't know what I was doing, but you just keep going and figuring it out and figuring it out. But when I was in the shower because that's where all my download happens. My friend Tamara calls it God's to- God's phone booth. <laughs> so I was in the shower and I heard the name Wish Beads. And what I imagined was actually my first product. I don't have it nearby, but my first product was it's paper. So it's still the same experience where you visualize yourself living your wish and then you write it down in detail on essentially rice paper. Mm -hmm. four pages of rice paper. And then the kit includes 
tools and materials for you to roll up that paper, glue it, cut those that tube into paper bead segments. And you're literally wearing like a vision board on your wrist that you're creating from your wishes. That was the first idea. And it's still there. I still do that. And I've done this to hundreds of kids in uh, around the country. Um, and then from that, a little bit later, as I was workshopping this and going and doing it more, and by the way, I always run my business in parallel. I never ditch one and do the other. I do both. Okay. But <laughs> You're multitasking. Multitasking. But what then came was the jewelry line, which was, which was gemstone jewelry and making it even simpler because I got feedback from a dear friend of mine that was like, I love my manicure. I don't feel like getting crafty, but it would sure be cool if you had like an easier version. And I was like, literally like, okay, universe, give it to me. Like if I meant to do it another way, show me the design and boom, I drafted up the first, you know, diagram of what a wish beads jewelry line would look like. And now I just launched a kid's line and I have necklaces. And so it's grown from there. But what was interesting in that initial download was I heard the name wish beads and I was kind of like, what? And I saw the product and I thought, this is crazy. But I also had the thought, which is so funny that I was like, yeah, right. Like the name wish beads is going to be available. That's like the most obvious name in the world, right? <laughs> it seems like it. So obvious. So I zip out of the shower grab a robe. I'm like still dripping wet, run to the computer. And I'm like, I'm just going to check because this is so crazy. The URL was available. The, wow. the, the trademark was available. And the, the, of all the things, the only one, why on Instagram, I'm wishbeads.official because there actually is an at wishbeads and she has like six followers and like, that's it. <laughs> you can't work with Never. that. But was so funny. And that was actually Jane, that was my first sign. Cause I thought that was my affirmation. So I'm getting ahead of myself, but well, like, also though, the wish beads official is, is actually really great because oh, now you're, now you're like, Oh, it's official. It's official. And I also learned in this pandemic less than a month ago that there's a copycat company that stole Ooh. everything, my entire concept and literally mm. copied the design. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. You know what? I'll tell you what, everything happens for a reason. As, as you know, I, I believe me, all the emails went out immediately on a Saturday night to my lawyer, to my this, to my that. And they said, look, Alexa, on one hand, you're trending so much that now they've copied you. Like this it's is like, actually- It's like Burger King and McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> you're that well-known that somebody- yeah. 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 And, but you know, there's also, there's so much teaching behind this. I also wrote the book, wish work, wish work is the 21 day experience you do after you rate your wish 21 days of really simple exercises that you do during the day. You're invited to do one exercise a day and it helps you tune in to refocus on your, not only just on your wish, but also to see life in a different way. So each of the steps of wish work, which they didn't copy because come on, but the wish work itself is as simple as noticing the lyrics to a song or noticing the smiles of the day or putting something in your calendar related to your wish. But really, it's about playing a game with life and just starting to make tiny shifts to help you just tune in to just a different channel of life. Yeah, there are miracles literally happening all yes. around us. Miracles. Most of us don't notice. We don't. We're, we, we're so cynical. So I love that you have this course too, you have this 21 day 
complimentary course that people can take. Yes. So I have it in a few different ways. One with every piece of jewelry and it's also free on my website. It's just wishbeads.com slash yes. You'll get the emails including the guided visualization, the 21 days. I have an audio message. I also created a wishbeads app. So I have a free app. It's free. It's under wishbeads on iTunes where you get the guided visualization, the 21 days. And after I did this, I was like, I'm going to write a book. And it's called Wish Work. It was published in January of 2019. And it's a little bit more that talks about the power of wishing, manifestation, law of attraction, how it shows up. It's a really easy read. And it also functions as a journal. So there's area for you to write. Because writing, bringing your thoughts, discoveries into the physical in terms of writing it down is an incredibly powerful way to reinforce that habit and kind of bring it into a deeper consciousness in your brain. Mm. I wish I could cite all kinds of like fabulous sources that reinforce that idea, but yeah, my best advice is say, just try it. This is such a, cause, cause this episode is going to air in December. So I think this is would be such a great way for people to kind of end the year and also go through the solstice season. Yes. Start really thinking about the new year and what's coming in. And also, uh, I know sometimes people listen to my podcast and they think, don't sell things on your podcast, Jane, but yours isn't, yours is so different. I'm not really selling something. I'm really telling a story about something that could be really impactful for people that is, it's got almost a simple elegance to it. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And you know, the way that I look at things is, you know, I always create things that are, the teaching is available to people for free. You don't have to have the jewelry, put a rock in your pocket and let that be your visible reminder. It doesn't matter. What's really about for me is about getting people to believe in themselves again. And so if that means to go on a journey of wishing, so I yeah. love the specificity of that. You can swap yeah. a goal with the word wish. Wish is more fun. Um, or taking one of my free courses or watching one of my bajillion YouTube videos on my Alexa Fisher YouTube channel, whatever. There's plenty of free stuff. And then there's paid stuff if you want that experience. It's all good. It's all but fun. It is all good. And your message is so relevant right now. And I think sometimes what I'm seeing more and more online and in the, you know, in the social media spaces is that people who teach wellness are feeling like they have to come to the table with a really sort of like a sad story about their life. You know what I mean? So there's this, there's this feeling that I have to share something really deep and dark about myself in order for you, my audience to relate. And I'm not exactly sure how I feel about that as we keep people are just putting too much stuff like that out there. And I think it's actually bringing people down. That's, I think, a very valid point. And and somehow we don't know that everyone, it's like what you were saying earlier, like there's some people that only have this special light and we don't, and now we need to remember it. But it's hard for me to understand that at this point in time, with all the information that we've all had, that we don't all know that all people suffer. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so that's where I kind of lose my patience. I'm like, really? I mean, it's, it's just a vulnerability hangover. Like we have to share things that are, that are really crappy going on in our lives in order for us to feel like we're connected to people or like people can connect to us. 
Yeah. And one of the things I noticed about the way you put your work out there is you're not really going there. You're really just kind of staying on that uh, higher level. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I've learned in my own, like I would say there's been really three distinct chapters of my career, but as an actress and dealing with that wild industry, like I was rejected like hundreds of times. Yeah. And so I, I, and I also think that there was so much fakery in that, in that business. It's just the nature of the business. It's no judgment of it. It just is what it is. You know, you call it fakery or fiction or whatever. I also made a commitment to be really real on my channel. So yes, whatever I'm saying, like if you actually bumped into me on the street, I'm the same person as I am here, as I I am on my Instagram lives, as I am in my classes when I'm teaching on video or whatever. And I feel like, and I'm the first person to say, I'm having a hard time, or this was this, and this is what happened to me. So I believe in identifying with people, yeah, not yeah. making it seem like I made you know X amount of dollars and you can too. Right. Like, that just doesn't, it just is not authentic. And I'm really interested in authenticity. And I'm also, I also believe, Jane, in the same way that you just said, is that we need the positive energy now more than ever. We do. Mm-hmm. And so if I can share, if I can be real and share a little nugget of light with somebody in the morning or a little nugget of love, if I write a note in someone's package or if I you know, send a donation or whatever, that feels like I'm just some small part of the change of good that we want to see. And that's what I'm committed to. Yeah, I have hard days. I have tough moments. I know where to go to seek the support that I need. Um, but I, I just believe in more strongly that I want to be a warrior of the light and not just a, you know, a megaphone for the, you know, the S show. That's the collective. <laughs> the, yeah. S show. the S show is happening. <laughs> and also, also, I keep, I, I don't want to forget this, that you work with teens. You help yeah. teenage, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I would say that my teen years were the absolute worst time of my life. They were super confusing. I was confused. I was confused about the way I was treated. There's just like way too much hormonal energy happening. It was a really confusing time for me. And I will tell you, this is so funny. So I mentioned a a little while ago that there was this copycat company, so lame, like such a professional copycat nonsense, whatever. But, and I was, I was really pissed about it for a hot sec. I really was. It was not a good Alexa moment. And yet when I got some space from it, because I don't stay, if I'm down, I don't stay down for, for long. I'm like a weeble wobble. But when I got back up and got my head on right, I was like, this is really interesting because what they can't copy is me. And I know that this vision came through me. And I know that this happened for a reason because it's meant to push me even a little further out of my nest. You know, not, I'm a very self-motivated person, but I got real clear that this is more than inspirational jewelry or some kind of gimmick, right? To stash your wish in a cylinder. And I recently had a really big download And it really had to do with, even though I'd been doing programs in middle schools and taking them through the wish beads experience, specifically the paper bead experience, I'd been talking to girl empowerment nonprofits about a curriculum. I knew that 2020, 
I am going to be developing, especially because I wrote a children's book earlier this year, developing basically wish beads slash wish work for the high school level, the middle school level, and, and the elementary level, and creating curriculum that is not just for, for me to go and teach, but actually creating teaching tools to empower other schools in to create social emotional learning and well being and lessons. And again, like I said before, having tools that are available for people at one level, available for purchase at another level or licensing or whatever, however, I'll figure out how to do it. But if we really want to change the world, let's go, let's go younger. Let's go younger because we're not so needed. So the, like the kids curriculum came to me and I'm getting chills. So that's another sign for me that this is what I'm supposed to do. And then I have another thing that I'm launching at the end of December or mid-December, whenever, called wish leaders. So wish leaders are me teaching other people how to guide people through the experience. So because like I'm one lady, I'm a one lady, I'm a lady named Alexa. And I don't want this to be all about me. I don't want people to think that I'm the only one who's God. I mean, I made this stuff up, which means that I have a guidance that I can teach other people. I can tell you what I know. I can teach you and then go and take wish beads, whatever piece of this, the wish work, and go take it to your circles and build your communities, your wish circles, and and teach that and share it. So had, you know, I've had this as a plan in the back burner, but there's nothing like, you know, a copycat to put a fire under my vision and say, no, now let's do it. It only strengthened what you wanted to do. It only strengthened what, well, and what you are doing. Yeah. And it just made you own it all the more. Yeah. Because this is not about me. It's not about my company. It's about, this is actually the work I came here to do. Mm -hmm. So there's no messing with that, you know? Tell me about now, before we hit record, we were going to talk. I think there was a story involving overcoming fear. Yes. Let's not forget that one. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Okay. So 2020 has been a real, a real, a real beast. And so many things have been shifting and we're all asking ourselves like, who am I? Where am I? What's the world? Like, it's like the big, like giant question mark in the sky. So, um, because I have, I have two kids who are, are 12 and 14, two boys, and one of them, I mean, both of them, but this summer, um, you know, it's really important to try to find our own wellness, right? Try, how are we going to live in this virtual world? And I'm concerned mm-hmm. about kids. It's a huge thing for me because we don't really know what the lasting effect of all of this uh, separation has been. Because here in Southern California, we are still very separated. Other parts of the country have different rules and things going on, but we've basically been pretty much you know, in little pods. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I started taking my youngest with one of two of his friends who we really have been kind of potting with to the ocean. We live in Southern California. We live not far from the beach. And of course I'm still running two companies to super busy. And so I would inevitably get that question of like, can we go to the beach and can you take us to the beach? And how are we going to navigate that? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll go to the beach. So I would like make time in my schedule, bring the boys out there, I would be on the beach, like trying to answer emails on my phone or meditating or like doing some kind of work, whatever, but really trying to be like, I got this Fisher, like the mom thing, the wellness thing, the business thing, whatever. Cut to a good friend of mine who lives right by the water. 
she and her son started going to swim in the ocean at dawn. And she knew that it was important for her mental health. She's a single mom for her and her son. That was a, that was a commitment they made, but slowly they started to build a little community around this experience three times a week. And she would say to me, I would really, you know, like, I'm such a, like, like if I love something, I can't help, but like try to convince everybody to do it too. But she was very respectful. She didn't push me. And my story, honestly, Jane was like, I would swim in the ocean. Maybe if it was like super warm and I had nothing else going on. Right. Most of the time I would take my kids to the beach. I would, you know, meditate or talk to my friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go in. Sit on a blanket. Sit on a blanket. Like I would be like, yay for me. I'm at the beach. That's it. (laughs) So my son started to want to go with them in the morning. And I was like, okay, add it to the schedule. Like get up at 5.30, go take him at six o'clock in the morning so they can go swim at the beach at dawn. And after about four times, he came back and was like, you have to do this. Oh, You have to do this. You have to experience this. So I was like, okay. Now, mind you, it's the end of November. This was maybe this, like I've been doing this for a month now. So this was October. So the it's cold. I'm not going to lay. Very lie. chilly. Very it's chilly. really cold. So now we're talking about getting in the ocean at dawn, which at the time was dark, in the dark, in the cold. Yeah, like those, those two things already have me thinking that's not a good idea. <laughs> right? It's just yeah. like, whoa, what is going on? But the allure of his response of how magical it was. Now, truthfully, my husband went first and came back and was like, you have got to do this. It's so unbelievable. The feeling of the horizon and the sea and the, it's, it's phenomenally beautiful. It's profoundly beautiful. And you know, 2020 has been rough. So I was like, all right, that sounds pretty amazing. I'm going to get over it. I got the wetsuit. You have to have a wetsuit. It's freezing. For sure. Wetsuit. I was like, I'm just going to overcome my hesitation. And we have been committing doing this and it's nuts. It's amazing. Now, fast forward to today. My husband checks the surf report before we go. And about the ocean, things change with the seasons. You know, it's whatever. It's always changing. It's getting very cold outside in the mornings. And he said, ooh, the waves are two to three feet today which doesn't sound like much, but previously all of our waves were one to two feet. Mm-hmm. Now, which was doable, but I really had, I would get very panicky coming in. Going out for some reason, I felt like I had more momentum getting out. Um, but coming in when I was a kid, uh, when I was well, probably about 10 years old, I was in the Atlantic Ocean and I really almost drowned. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. I got caught in that, whoa, like I got pinned by the waves yeah. and it was terrifying. And my brother, my, my older brother was swimming not far from me. And he literally just reached down and plucked me out of the ocean. And I caught my breath and I don't think he realized how dangerous it was and how freaked I was, but it left a, a imprint in me that when I'm coming in, that's when I panic. And, okay. and so at, at a two to three foot wave, I told him, I got very nervous. And I was like, this was just this morning. And I said, I want to reserve the right to go. I'm going to go, but I want to reserve the right to not go in today. If I feel that scared, I was like, that just has to be an option. Well, how far are you going out? And then you have to come back in really far. 
Okay. I'm yeah. fine. Like once I'm out, like we're really far out okay. um, and I'm fine. It's for me, the, the, the fear moment is where the waves break because that's mm-hmm. where I had that bad experience. Mm-hmm. If I'm out, 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 I'm cool because we're, and I'm not alone. We're in a group of about 10 people who are really good swimmers and I have fins on. So I'm like doing all the things. So I feel, and I'm a good swimmer. So mm-hmm. I felt fine being that far out. It was just that moment of crashing. So, and it's so interesting because I was talking on my live today about this idea of this sort of dance that you do with fear, because number one, you have to name it. So instead of just saying stuck, it was like, here's what I am afraid of. Here are my choices. I'm going to trust myself that if it's too big, I'm going to use my common sense and not participate. Two, I'm going to be, I'm going to tell my fear. So I told my husband and there's this other younger guy, really, really, really strong swimmer. And I told him, this makes me nervous. I Mm want to just let you know, just so I have like someone who's watching my back as I'm going out and coming in. Um, And then I, you know, and then I'm in community, you know, and then so whatever. So we, so ironic, and it was really cold today. (laughs) So as we go out, you know, I've now learned to time the sets of waves. So I see the big ones, everyone else, I'm feeling their lightness and their buoyancy. If they're, if they're not, if no one seemed like they were nervous, they're just, you know, up go the fins and boop, boop, boop. They're walking into the ocean. I'm like, okay, here we go. And my husband stayed next to me because he knew I was not psyched. And he's like, okay, you got this. Let's time it out. Here's what you're going to do. Blah, blah, blah. And getting out, I was out and I was like, yes, amazing, amazing. So we're out there swimming and it was spectacularly beautiful, just beautiful. And we're swimming and we're swimming and we're swimming and we're swimming. And we we go for about 40 minutes swim and then it's time to come in and I can feel my heart. I can feel my heart and I'm looking back at the ocean, you know, back at the shore and I'm seeing the rip, the rip, you know, the, not the rip, the curl of the waves crashing. And I start to feel my breath go up. So you have a physical reaction. So I start to calm myself down, breathe, breathing deeply. I'm now getting cold because even if you're wearing a wetsuit, it's super cold in the water and I'm breathing and I, and I'm, I got my eye on Jake and I've got my eye on my husband and I'm like, okay, I'm going to time this out. And then here's what happens the dolphins come. Oh, now, the dolphins are my, just my saviors. I oh. love these dolphins. And suddenly I see two fins and I uncontrollably, and they're closer to the shore. So I am, I'm out to sea. They are closer to the shore than me. And I just make a beeline for them. Cause I think this is my sign. My sign is like, I am supported. I am cared for. I am loved. It's going to be okay. They're playing in the waves, play in the waves, Alexa, be a, be a dolphin. So I swim to them. That's my reaction. And we, and we all, you can hear us all go, good morning. Good morning. Dolphins. Good morning. <laughs> and I'm swimming to them and I'm swimming to them. And they were so close to me. I'm talking like six feet and they swim by just before I'm about to like, try to figure out how I'm going to get end to shore without wiping out. And, um, and then my husband's like, wait for like, wait now. Cause I've now made a beeline to go get closer to the dolphins. He's like, wait for me. So he's coming in. And just as I'm waiting for him now, I'm sort of like, right. You know, when, when waves are going to get a, get big. So that's kind of the fun part where the swell goes up. That for me is fun. It's the breaking point that freaks me out. So as I'm waiting for him, I look down. So this is now parallel to the shore a pod of like 10 dolphins are coming right at me, more dolphins. These are the only ones that I can see. Who knows what's beneath me? 
And here's where I'm like, holy moly, Jacques Cousteau. This is a little bit more than <laughs> this is. This is like the ultimate magic that was sent down to you from the cosmos. Totally. Totally. Because if you, so they, they're coming and everyone is now that's pretty, a little bit further away from me are like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God. And they're going like, they're like, zoom, zoom, like going by me, zoom, zoom. And they're so sweet. They won't hurt you at all. In fact, when the dolphins show up, you know that the sharks aren't there. Ooh, so it's really yes. a good thing. This is what it's I've a good heard. thing for everybody who's freaking out about jaws, you know, whatever. But so the dolphins are coming and I was just like, okay, Fisher, you got this. Like the dolphins are telling you, you are awesome. Just play in the waves. You got this. It's going to be great. And so sure enough, I did with my husband's help to be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Time this, go under this one. Here's where you do. And, and we, he sort of talked me through it and I got out obviously safely and it was wonderful. But that metaphor of naming your fear, being in community, like, understanding that there are tactics and techniques that can help you, whether it's navigating a bad wave or whatever, and there are signs for support. Mm. And so- You just all held each other. Yes. And in a pandemic, sorry, friends, there's magic available to us. And even if it's like, oh, Alexa, well, you live in Southern California, you can go to the ocean and you can whatever. And you, Okay, I can. But I hope that the energy of this experience- that we can all find these moments of grace, even if it's like listening to like the best song, lighting a candle and dancing in your bathroom, like that can make you feel amazing. It can. And, and I think no matter where you live, you can go and find some nature magic. Yes. Nature magic. Yes. Even if, even if you, if you're landlocked, you can go to the woods, you can listen totally. to the trees, you know, yeah. go be amongst the pines and the tall, whatever. I mean, yeah see a bird in the sky, see the clouds forming, step outside and feel like go see a star and think, wow, what did, what do I look like if I were standing on that star? You know, like there's so I, much wonder. Oh, I love that story so much. It's just like you totally tapped into exactly what you needed. It almost feels like communion. Yeah, it really is. A communion of sorts. It is a communion of sorts. And, and you have to understand that like, I get it. The ocean can be really scary. There's so much that we don't see underneath the ocean. In fact, my son said, like, I'm not wearing goggles anymore because it freaks me out because there yeah. are creatures. It's their home. They're swimming underneath you. I once had my, like, I bumped my leg up against something. I actually, the other day, almost bumped into a sea lion. I thought it was a guy swimming towards me. And I was like, oh, I got to get out of the way because this guy is going to bump into me because he's like on a, and because I thought, because we all wear neoprene hats too, yeah. it's cold. So we're like super suited up. So I thought it was like a dude doing laps. And I was like, oh, I'm going to slow down so I don't bump into this guy. And then I was like, holy mackerel, that's a sea lion. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are, oh. if you are aware of it and you are sensible and you are, you know, you're using your good judgment and you are humble enough to understand that you're now in their home and you are a guest and, um, and that they're, you're more supported than you realize. And yet, yes, life can be scary or the ocean can be scary and that Jaws was made up. And, <laughs> yeah, sure you know, was. Great it was movie, a movie. But yeah, great You know, movie. It, it, it messed a lot of people up for a long time. But it's like, 
it's like my best, like the, one of the best gifts of this year has been, has been that. And I owe my friend and her son and my son and, you know, to really inspire me, but it's, it's pretty awesome. So many, so many good um, metaphors in there for our 2020 season that we're all in. And I wonder, this has just been such a great conversation. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to think about wrapping it up, but <laughs> I just like, oh, we could just keep going and going. <laughs> and I wonder if you could share with our listeners what would be something, you know, because we're in the holiday season now, what would be one simple way that they can really touch base with their own inner light and not to, not Mm -hmm. to sound like a cliche, but really this is something that I think is so relevant. I'm trying to find like, if there's one way, Mm -hmm. um, maybe there's more than one way, maybe there's more than one way. Definitely. No, there's a couple of little things. I think that for each of us, we all have something that we love to do, that we love. Yeah. And so this idea of giving yourself some, some love and permission to do that thing, even if it's just remembering the power of the mind is so powerful and you can activate your senses by... Um, there was one woman who attended one of these virtual wish circles that I do. So every month I guide people through wish beads through a virtual wish circle. And she was sharing that she had been quarantining in the city. And when she closed her eyes and I guided her through this visualization, she saw herself in, in the, in the forest, a forest that she had been to before. And her soul was like longing to be back in that space and surrounded by that energy and the smells And so I said, okay, well, if you can't do that now, because you couldn't, then bring the forest to you in very tactile ways. So by putting your screensaver, have an image of the forest and getting a a pine scented candle and putting on music, maybe of a campfire, you know, experience that you had where you listened to that and allow yourself five minutes to close your eyes and be there, you know, just lay on the ground and imagine it that's a way that you can find your flow again and and find your love and connect to your light. So I think that we don't believe it. We don't believe that it could be that kind of imaginative, fun gift to yourself, but you can. It's so profound. Your and message. so simple, so simple. Maybe oh. that's what it is too, though, Alexa, is that we're trying to complicate it all the time. Totally. And I do that too. I make it way more complicated than it needs to be. That's but this morning, this morning I had, I have a playlist on my Spotify. I have Spotify and I make a playlist and it's called Lex Chill. And I listen to it when <laughs> I need to chill out. And so it, it's a game changer for me. If I put on headphones and I'm in my own world and I am needing to, to nav- do something, I do, I, yeah. I'm you know, busy all day long. Um, my energy shifts immediately. Your energy totally shifts. You're reminding me that I've had to learn how to do that. It's just second nature to me now. But two years ago, I had a really serious accident where I broke my leg in two places. Oh, and I have had two surgeries since then. So um, uh, it really changed me in many ways. And I'm kind of coming out of that now. Like I, I'm working out on a treadmill again, and I'm really getting my strength back. But it's really yeah really slow. It's yeah. A joke. Like I didn't walk for four months, 
But wow. one of the things that really helped me is doing just what you were talking about, which is really, I actually had to go into visualizations just to break yeah. myself because the pain was so intense for a few months. And um, I had, I learned, that's how I learned to live with pain is yes. that I didn't want to take pills. So yeah. I just had to, sometimes it was like, okay, I'm just going to sit with this pain and see where yeah. it goes. And yeah. a lot of times what I noticed is that if I just calmed down, mm. it would subside. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we're talking about here today is like overcoming fear, which is also another side of pain is sometimes when we escalate our emotions around that, it's harder to let it subside. And then if we can just kind of settle into something yeah. different, we're kind of disrupting that negative, yeah. that negative exchange. And definitely. And I think that sometimes we, we, our minds want to create a narrative around our pain, which then reinforces this idea that it's our truth. Yes. And yes. last week, I don't remember what day of the week it was, but I didn't sleep like more than an hour. And the next day I was bit had busy with commitment. So I couldn't like whatever, take the day off. And at like four o'clock, I was a disaster. And I started on this rant about something and my husband stopped me and he's like, I'm going to just remind you right now that all this is, is that you're tired. Like mm -hmm. that's all that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. None of what you're saying is actually what's happening. You are just tired. And I was like, oh yeah, I am just tired. So he's like, shelve that, shelve that whole discussion and just know that you'll go to bed early and tomorrow you'll feel differently. And sure enough, like that's all it was. It's, it's really, like, it's, that, all... it's like that grandmother advice, you know, where they just yeah. say, just go to bed, <laughs> drink some warm, you know, tea or hot chocolate, go to bed and to you'll bed. feel better in the morning. You almost always do. I mean, it, it yeah. sometimes not, but yeah, sleeping. I think a lot of people's sleep is disrupted right now. Yeah. And it's funny yeah. that you mentioned that because I actually did not sleep very well last night at all. Oh, I had a lot of stuff to do today. But one thing that really helps me when I have those kind of nights is to just sort of have a little conversation with myself in the morning and say, you know, you can just pace yourself. You can slow down if you need to. You can take breaks. Um, you can keep going and then take rests and then keep going. And I think that's another message, too. It's yeah. just like, I think sometimes we think it's either all or nothing. Agreed. We get into like this whole all or nothing. Alexa, thank you so much for being here with me today. It was just really I a treat. I loved it. Oh, thank you, I Jane. Can't wait. We're going to include all about wish beads and how people could get some of those beautiful beads and give them as gifts for holiday gifts. And all yeah. of the, um, the beautiful, like your complimentary 21-day course, which is so lovely, and your book and all the information about all your beautiful products. Those will all be in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. And then I do all my teaching over on alexafisher.com. So there's some free goodies over there too. And yeah, we'll include all of that. Oh, thanks, Jane. So happy we connected. I am too. Take really good care. Thank you. You too. Thanks for being here, everyone. It was sure nice to commune with you once again. And I know that as we reach the midpoint of December, we're all kind of 
anticipating the end of a very, very long year and what's on the horizon for the new year. There's a lot of ways to frame that and think about that with writing and being out in nature, uh, ritual. If you're interested in joining me for my annual solstice ritual, which I'll be offering Monday, December 21st, from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, there'll be a link in the show notes for you to sign up. We have a fairly large group gathering, so you'll want to make sure you get prepared for that. Also, I'm writing to you uh, notes about how to go within the season and how to be really loving and tender to yourself during this time. So you can subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, there's a link in the show notes if you'd like to get more about that, get more love notes coming your way. And again, so grateful that Alexa could join us on today's episode. Her work in the world is beautiful. Her jewelry is beautiful. And I'm kind of, I'm a little bit of a picky jewelry person, but I love her stuff. It's really high quality and it makes really amazing gifts too. She's having a sale. So 20% off some of her collections when you use the code HOLIDAY20. And of course those uh, little bits and pieces will also be in the show notes. So thank you. We'll see you again soon. Take care. <music>